0: Welcome to everything, I guess, welcome back to. Should I le- welcome back to?
1: Uh, sure. Yeah, do well, that. Well, it's been
0: a while. Okay. No one's going
1: to listen to it before or after, so. Shut up. Well, with that attitude, no one will listen to it.
0: Welcome back to everything you remember sucks. Ugh,
1: I need more energy from you. I'm taking, <laughs> we need to kick, kick it up to a, at least a seven.
0: <clears throat> welcome back. To everything you remember sucks. I'm the best co-host, Colleen.
1: Uh, oh, is it me. Anoop's gesturing like it's me. It's you. I, I'm Matt, in case you forgot. And I am your paranormal therapist, Anoop. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about this I one. Like, it's so I'm bad. You absolutely must talk about. It. I am so shocked that you guys are so. I I had a thoroughly good time watching Casper. How? The sense memories were so powerful. <laughs> Just everything came back to me in a wave guys we watched casper this week Uh, i
0: feel like i had forgotten everything about this film so
1: uh, i guess a lot of people don't know but we've been watching one minute of casper for several months now so that's why it's been so long between episodes sort of sort of a social experiment we were doing we were recording one minute at a time too and then we lost all that so then we just decided to yeah do it all the way yeah we were gonna turn this into sort of a dedicated Casper the Friendly Ghost podcast. Uh, but the test episodes went really poorly, so we're not doing that. I think micro podcasting is the next big thing and obviously Casper fanatics is an untapped market. Yeah. So we went into each of those things like it's a gold mine, baby. Yeah, yeah, just get Spotify ads they could cram in to a 1 minute episode. 40 uh, nah. 50 minutes. <laughs> you could get a good amount of ads in there for sure. <laughs> I did not have a thoroughly good time. Sorry, <laughs> uh, Well, I'm sorry. There's no joy in your life, I guess. <laughs> but-
0: I think it also had to do with the fact that iTunes like went down when we were 15 minutes into it, and we had to wait. So it's like we sat down mentally prepared to watch Casper, got 15 minutes into it, and then it stopped working, and we had to redo it all the next day. So I think mm. it was also you know, layered on with a little irritation from just technology not working.
1: No, the worst part of it is it's like 18 movies in one and it barely yeah. achieves being any of them. Yeah. Well, the and the line, first 15 minutes are pretty whack, so I can see how that would be difficult.
0: The plotline's pretty difficult to follow for the most part. Not difficult to follow, but just like doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, right. totally incoherent. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> I mean, there's one plotline that makes... A little bit of sense. And then like 13 other ones that are just pointless.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, like what's the whole even... Why did the the crazy lady even have to be in the movie?
1: To have someone... To just add to 15 minutes where she steals the primordial goo? I
0: don't know. Yeah, mostly well, as a, a
1: goo antagonist. <laughs> yeah.
0: We watched Casper. When I think d- that's
1: all we used to do yeah. on the episodes. Are we yeah, done? Yeah,
0: that's it. Alright, I'll see you next week. (laughs) Thanks for waiting six months for this episode.
1: Yeah. uh, Well, what we used to do was usually some amount of banter up top. Then we recapped the movie and gave comments as we went along. I I wrote an AI that actually will just sample us from the other 30 episodes we've done Mm -hmm. and then take the title of what we've reviewed this week and add it in. So it'd be like, oh man, it's crazy and Casper when (laughs) you shoot them in the head with a battle rifle. And then I mean people won't fact check it and it's going to save us so much time guys. Like we do these seven minutes and then the AI creates 37 hours of content about Casper. Yeah. It it samples multiple times and puts the same sound bit in a few times to really pad the length. Sure, sure. but Well, you know, you got to get that running time so you can get the second Squarespace ad in there, right? Exactly, exactly. And I know people are waiting for that second offer code, which is the yeah. same as the first offer code. Well, yeah, it's not like we're gonna have two discrete offer codes, but they need <laughs> and to they, just it. like every other podcast also only give you ten percent off. But oh, it's truly the worst part of binging podcasts. I recently listened to all of lists which is a podcast about a guy listening to or sorry reading Harry Potter for the first time. Uh this is how much I listen to audiobooks as I no longer consider the action reading. I I say, "Oh, I listened to this book." <laughs> uh, you don't read books who somebody reads the book and then you listen to them having read the book. <laughs> <laughs> but uh I was listening to this podcast and the guy lists the name of all of his Patreon members at a certain level in every single episode at the beginning and the ends of the episode. And by the end of it, it's a very popular podcast, so by the end of it, it's like a solid five-minute chunk that just needs to be skipped every single time. It was very frustrating. Luckily, very entertaining podcast otherwise. Type what of thing it, you don't what do care do? about. What does hmm? He, he do? He reads a... Cha- well, initially he read uh, several chapters, but then over time it became about a chapter of Harry Potter each week and brings on a guest and talks about it. And he had never read Harry Potter before. Usually his guests had and were pretty big fans of Harry Potter. So they would just kind of react to what he's saying without spoiling it. Then he finished Harry Potter. He did all the movies. He did Cursed Child. Then he did uh, the Very Potter musical, Very Potter sequel, and Very Potter Senior Year. And now he's doing, uh, I think, some of the side books as well. Yeah.
0: Damn, if I'd have known that was a market I could tap into, that sounds like the ideal podcast. Sorry, guys. I'm leaving. Yeah. Harry
1: Potter as a market you could tap into? It's well, like...
0: I didn't, nobody gives a shit if I'm reading Harry Potter chapter by chapter. Nobody wants to hear my thoughts on that. Well,
1: his particularly, he was doing it for the first time, yeah. so I think he had an interesting take on it. Uh, he was also a Vine star at the po- at the top of this podcast. Uh, and so he got a sort of carryover audience from that a little bit. Fair. Uh, but most of his audience is just generated purely by the podcast at this point in time. That guy was an engineer and has quit his job and now is a full-time podcaster. So
0: you know it went pretty well. No, engineers make too much money to do that. It's not fair. It's like famous. We just talked about this the other day. It's like famous people having podcasts. No. You don't get to do that. If you're a famous person and you're pretty, you don't get to have a podcast. I'm not pretty. Therefore, my I'm the only media I can ever be good at, and I'm not even good at it, would be podcasting. So you can't take that away from the ugly people of the world. You know what I mean? Just like you're smart. You're an engineer. You can't take that away from me. You make a bunch of money, and now you quit your job so you can make a bunch of money doing something that I could have made money off of, and I'm not smart enough to be an engineer.
1: You know, Matt, let me just talk to you for a second. Um... <laughs> You know when somebody who is just like objectively good looking talks about how not good looking they are, and it's like you and me with like faces made for podcasting over here are like, "Oh, cool! You don't think you look good? Great, great. I'm so <laughs> well, I mean, sorry by, for like, you." I mean, famous... Colleen's a podcaster ten, but like what? Yeah, yeah. but a famous celebrity like a four six, yeah, and like... a Hollywood one. Yeah, I'd give Colleen at least a YouTube eight. There's some uggos on YouTube. <laughs> Thanks.
0: I feel pretty good about myself.
1: Yeah, guys, the AI is going to have to work super hard for Casper. (laughs) We're giving it nothing. Oh, Oh, right. We have to rate relative to the last thing we did. It was Halo. I looked at it. Okay. Okay. Well, that's fine. I, I guess I could do that just off the dome.
0: Well, you know, now that we've established that I'm an eight, uh, which I feel pretty good about, and that's going to be included in all of my intros from now on. uh, Yeah, you can put it
1: in your Twitter bio. (laughs) Forget the number, and then we're going to have a bit every day.
0: A YouTube eight. (laughs) I'm loving it. I'm going to go update my bios right now. All right, I'll see you all in a little bit. You guys can do the podcast without me.
1: (laughs) It's going to be done really fast. What did you think of Casper? I didn't like it. Well, I liked it. Yeah.
0: All right, so Casper. We did Casper. This movie came out in 95, I think.
1: It's your episode. You're supposed to know all these facts.
0: I don't. (laughs) Have you met me?
1: Uh,
0: 95. Ha! Suck it. Um, Why did
1: this movie come out in May? What is it with Halloween movies? And like, you know what? (laughs) May is one before thirst and horror for Halloween goodness.
0: I think it's because you put out the bad movies. Because if you put this movie out... I didn't look into what else came out in 95 in around Halloween or maybe 96 Halloween, but I'm assuming it's not like it's good movies and you don't want to go up against the good movies if you know you got a shit movie. But it's
1: like a kid's movie. I'm pretty sure like Scream came out this year, but that's not a kid's movie. Is this even a kid's movie? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's supposed to be, but it... Doesn't feel... I watched it as a kid, and now watching it... Obviously, these there's a ton of stuff that I didn't pick up when I was a kid. Yeah. And now that I watch it again, I'm like, this is all very weird.
0: Literally, Halloween came out this year.
1: Could be the first Halloween.
0: The Halloween. Curse of something.
1: Yeah, that's... I think the first Still, movie Still,
0: that's gonna be... That's gonna put bring more people to the theater than fucking Casper.
1: I mean, I just don't under... Like, it's a fucking ghost movie, and you're not gonna release it? All yeah. Right, movie... Movie came out in 1995. What else about it? Who are these people in it besides Christina Ricci? Uh, like uh, Bill Pullman? Oh, yeah, Bill Pullman, thank you. Yeah. And a million cameos, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot of shape shifting, uh, which definitely gives you room for a lot of cameos. Just a lot of referential humor because of that. But the rest. Oh, Bill Ben, um, ben Stein's in it for like seven seconds. As the or as As like the the the, yeah the lawyer Mm -hmm. and then yeah you get cameos from like Dan Aykroyd and Clint Eastwood
0: Rodney Dangerfield yeah such a weird such a weird lineup all right
1: walk walk us through the movie we just got to start getting through it I can't talk about this for an hour and forty minutes and I know we're going to anyway yeah sure
0: yeah obviously (sighs) isn't that what we're supposed to do no Uh, you know what you're not being a very good team player right now.
1: Yeah, suffer for your, your art, Matt.
0: All right, so the movie begins, I don't even remember how it begins, but basically it's a plot that takes place in Friendship, Maine, which I literally didn't think existed. I'm sorry, Meg, if you're listening to this. Yes. But it really does exist. Why
1: do you, you have th- to apologize th- to someone that a place in a state exists? Like,
0: Well, because I thought it oh, was Oh, she fake.
1: didn't think Maine existed. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, no, the... Most all right.
0: I thought Maine was made up by Stephen King.
1: I don't do I wait until the school scenes happen. The most unrealistic part of this whole movie is that there's a black teacher in Maine and there's a black student in the class. Yeah. That is the most unrealistic point of the whole movie. A movie about ghosts and resurrection.
0: Yeah. That's probably fair.
1: I mean there's bound to be one. <laughs>
0: yeah, but Harry Potter that...
1: rules. There's got to be at least one.
0: <laughs> the odds that the movie would take place centered around the the sc- the one town in Maine, and the one school, the one class that had the black teachers, pretty it.
1: Well, we didn't talk about or the or Asian something. kid Cho Chang either. Yeah. You know, really, it's weird that she's in this movie yeah. as well. <laughs> well, they have one uh, one uh, person of color that they could pass around, and problematically, <laughs> they're called Cho Chang. Yeah, the black kids deed Tommy. <laughs> it's the same characters. <laughs> There's more than one black kid in Hogwarts. There's like two. <laughs> 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 so much better it's so much better uh the movie starts with the scene with the two kids going underneath the gate and trying to take a picture they fight over who's going to take the picture casper's like i'll take the picture i'm invisible uh the kids freak out and run away and that's how it begins cue the music then we cut to the lawyer scene where where we find out that
0: this evil girl kerrigan also i've never met anybody with the name kerrigan it sounds like a last name
1: it's like a StarCraft villain. Ooh, it's a StarCraft villain.
0: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so this is the part of the film, one of the many parts of the film that I didn't really get. So she's clearly after the money or whatever that's in this estate, but mm-hmm. why is it now that she's going after it? It looks like this house has been abandoned yeah, someone, for centuries. She
1: gets it in the will of somebody.
0: Someone who died, who owned that house, but didn't have anything to do with it.
1: Presumably didn't live there. Yeah. And yeah. then she's not interested until they mention a treasure, right? Yeah, well, they don't mention a treasure. So she's totally dismissive of everything. First of all, good bit alert. Uh, you have Ben Stein just dryly listing a bunch of different donations. And she's like, I don't want to hear about these fucking animals anymore. <laughs> and then he goes through the list and he just lists a ton of different animals before he finally gets to the lie that she has. That's funny. And then... She leaves in this manor, She's totally dismisses of it, throws the deed into the fire, the fire reveals some invisible ink, saying that there is a treasure in the manor. Uh, he pulls out the her bumbling lawyer friend, uh, or her assistant, rather, yeah. uh, pulls it out of the fire, uh, but they're not able to get any more information besides the treasure, and she's like, oh no, now I knew there was something of worth here, and you're like... Just immediately establishing her as the worst possible person.
0: Yeah, her character is so truly terrible.
1: Yes, yes. And they do a really good job of it, which makes it just highly unpalatable every time she's on screen.
0: Her voice is also very irritating. Like, just that actress in general. Yeah. God. Yeah, she's got a
1: good cackle going on there. Yeah. So they head to Maine to investigate this house. Yeah, just a quick they, cut to Maine. It's yeah. it's fast. This movie, no time. No time to dwell on anything. <laughs> so they are in Maine. They try to get into the house themselves. Uh, and they encounter these ghosts for the first time. They don't encounter... Or they encounter Casper first. He's, like, pretty chill. People freak out way too fast over Casper. I appreciate that he's a ghost. But he comes in he's, like, the most... ...quiet sort of nice person in the world. He's like, look, you're going to freak out if I show you who I am. And then they immediately freak out. I'm like, guys, he warned you. (laughs) Stop being weird about
0: this. He's just so friendly. Such a friendly ghost.
1: Exactly. Now, if you believe that this is actually in the Ghostbusters universe... ...and everybody has some evidence that ghosts are inherently malevolent... ...then I guess you can believe that, like, yeah, you should just book it the second you see a ghost... See, I think people act like ghosts don't exist, and that's what I was going to say, where it's like, this is clearly in the Ghostbusters universe, so why are people so surprised to find ghosts? Right, right. Well, I think you could claim that people assume that the Ghostbusters don't, people who don't live in an area where the Ghostbusters have actively busted ghosts, might just assume that these people are, you know, making shit up. And that they're mm-hmm. taking advantage of all the people living there. So, I mean, where Ghostbusters takes place in New York? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, our titular, or one of our main characters, not our titular character, uh, our titular character is in Maine. Our main character, the uh, paranormal therapist, he's in San Francisco. Uh, so, you could see why maybe, like, ah, uh, people outside of New York don't believe that the Ghostbusters are real. That's, yeah, that's my bad. head canon, at least, and that's way more thought than they put into this movie.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna punch up Casper. <laughs> uh, Doesn't so they get it. they get scared away. Uh, they bring a, an exorcist to attempt to exorcise the ghost from the house. Another funny scene: the exorcist is like this kind of knockoff Robin Williams sort of character. <laughs> so the exorcist
0: uh, is the dude that plays uh, the. Bomb guy in Atlantis.
1: That makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yes. Now it, I know where it's. Like I immediately
0: see when I heard his voice, I was like, Atlantis. He
1: feels about like fifty percent Robin Williams, fifty percent Rob Schneider. Yeah, Uh, that's a a, good mix. Yeah, yeah. Is it a good mix? Well, no. (laughs) In the mid '90s, it's a good good call. Oh my god! In the mid '90s, that's kind of a a premium blend, if you will. Uh, He gets, he goes in for about seven seconds, comes out covered in vomit with his head turned entirely around. And see, this is my problem. There's not a good scale. You should be freaked out that this man's head is on backwards.
0: Yeah, you're scared by a, s- a friendly ghost, but you- this guy comes out of the house with his head on backwards and you're not going to react at all.
1: One, no one calls an ambulance, but I guess cell phones aren't really a thing. But two, what the fuck? I'm pretty we sure she be- uses a cell phone in this movie, so. Oh, okay, I guess we're good on the cell phones then.
0: Well, it's probably like one of the bricks. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 90 cell phones were pocketable. Yeah. They try to demolish the house. The demolition team gets sent away. I think this whole sequence is, like, pretty funny. It's got some good bits in it. It's done very quickly. You get in and out of there. Everybody's just afraid.
0: I think it's only problematic in my mind because then when the girl and her ghost therapist dad show up, like, nothing happens. And I'm kind of like, all right, so all these other people, the moment they step inside the house, like, the ghosts scare them off, but somehow they can explore this entire house before Casper says something no. or the other ghosts say something.
1: I have more than just that as issues. I One, Casper acts like his whole thing is like someone needs to come to this place so he can interact with them and like befriend someone. But then after this very scene, he leaves the house to go move the TV for the woman to see. So like he could just be ghosting around everywhere. Yeah. Trying sure. To why couldn't he just find another haunted
0: house and make friends with another friendly ghost? Why does he have to lure cat there?
1: I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole thing doesn't make a ton of sense. Like, if you can leave, just leave, bro. And then yeah. the uncles, yeah, are also that's I'm presuming why they are able to get in because the uncles aren't there right away. They like return, and those are the ones who are actually fucking people's shit up. Yeah. But again. Why would they stay grounded to this house? They could ghost seemingly everywhere. True. Yeah. All right.
0: Well, we skipped the part where you know we've got Cat and her dad driving from San Francisco to Maine.
1: No, they're and in Santa Fe. They're going to California. Santa Fe. Sorry yeah they didn't we didn't skip it this is okay. where that happens so well, casper i was say sees- we haven't
0: introduced the fact that we yeah. haven't even introduced cat and her right. name is cat casper
1: sees it on tv sees her on tv and a story about her and her father on tv so he ghosts over to kerrigan's apartment thus introducing the concept of like why can he leave which yep. is what we we're talking about then he forces her to watch it on tv unbeknownst to her doesn't seem. First of all, this TV on wheels is just so fucking nineties. I can't. It yep. hurts me. Uh, but he ghosts into the TV and changes the channel and tricks her into hiring this person. Yeah. And so the the therapist is James Harvey, a guy who started doing therapy for ghosts once his wife dies. He clearly <laughs> and
0: had a mental break there. Like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Bull, Bill good. Pullman, uh, a bad dad. I'm gonna go out there and say it. Yeah. Just a bad dad.
0: Um, yeah, and
1: then we can Kat. revisit
0: that at the end of when we get to the end of the movie because I have things to say about that.
1: Yeah, and uh, and Cat is his daughter, which also just feels exceedingly nineties 90- that she's called Cat. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh,
0: I like it. I had a friend in college called Cat. Okay, what's wrong with that?
1: Nothing so, wrong maybe, with that. The, the age would check out. <laughs> <laughs> she's from the nineties. Fair yeah. product over time. <laughs> time. So they turn the car around from Santa Fe because they're going to California for some reason and they go to Maine. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we establish their father daughter relationship in a car and yeah. why.
0: And that cat doesn't believe in ghosts, thinks her dad's full of shit, which he is. I mean, has She's he's right.
1: never seen a ghost before, right? Right. That's the tricky thing. Like you have this very heartfelt testimonial from an old woman. Saying that she's so thankful for the work he did and that he got, she got his, she got her husband's ghost out of the house using this therapist, right? And he seems very convinced that ghosts are real, which becomes very troubling when he finally does run into Casper and freaks the fuck out and suggests that he probably just took a bunch of money from this old lady and did nothing. Yeah, it really comes across that way. I'm also
0: curious, so like he's obviously had other clients before. He clearly, I doubt he lived with this old woman. So I still find it bizarre that they move in. I know it's an empty house, but I do find it bizarre that instead of like, oh yeah, we're going to rent an apartment in the city and drive up to this house so I could work. It's like, no, we're just going to live in this house that's definitely haunted. And also another problematic thing is Casper's like seen watching TV in the house. Bitch, that house has been abandoned for how long? There's no way it would have power. Who's paying that power bill?
1: Hmm. I feel like they've probably just hacked into the power lines with their ghost powers. But Maybe. it is a plot point that they restart the power in the house. Yeah,
0: like they all the lights come on and you're like, oh, wow. Ooh.
1: But yeah, ghostly powers, ghost, I think, get explained powers, in way. Yeah, spectral energy. It also takes place in the Danny Phantom universe, so you can power <laughs> electronics with ghost energy. That's uh, important to note. <laughs> they arrive at the house they start moving in they get the power on and then it seems like cat chooses casper's room but that is not the case it's just a random bedroom that casper happens to be no he says it it's his room i thought his room ends up being the toy room like later the toy room is just a place he used to hang out Uh, okay that has been impervious to the sands of time no dust in that room no cobwebs in that room (laughs) right Okay, so then yeah, she moves in to his room.
0: Oh, I took—I forgot I took notes, and there's another thing I wanted to say. When remember when uh, what's her what's the bad girl's name? Kerrigan. Kerrigan. How could I forget? When she literally calls to try and reach out to the ghost therapist, and she's like, she just gets on the phone and she's like, "Get me Santa Fe," and I was like, Santa. Fe? Santa Fe is a fucking city. What part of Sa- what? Who, what did the other person on the end of that line say?
1: A hundred percent, just a movie thing, right? Ugh. Because clearly beforehand, she's on the phone with the people working in the hotel's kitchen. Yep. Yeah. You can't just tell somebody to call, but at the same time, she's such a crazy woman. She's such a Karen that it's very conceivable that she would do that to somebody. Just oh, be like, yeah. get me Santa Fe. Get be like, what do you Fae. talk about? Yeah.
0: I just thought that was very funny.
1: Isn't this like so much evidence that one like the nineties were a weird time for movies and then movies have gotten so much better? Yeah. Like I did not like this movie at all, but it felt very much a product of its time. Yeah. Like it felt very nineties kids movie. Right. Yeah, exactly. Just- like, thank God we've progressed. Like Say what you want about 2020. Yeah, At least nowadays, we're not cranking out Casper. Kids
0: nowadays get fucking frozen, and that feels unfair when well, we had to grow up with shit like Casper. Well, we
1: got, like, some good things. Like, Toy Story came out this year, didn't it?
0: Yeah, but kids these days also get Toy Story.
1: That's true. <sighs> There's a lot of crap that comes out nowadays that we just don't watch. That's as true, well. yeah. Yeah, we're I guess that's true. We also have, stuff. like, the filter, like, the barometer of rotten tomatoes. Like, It's like, oh, this movie's bad. I'm not going to take my kid to it. (laughs) Right, right. There are more good kids movies than I think ever before. But there is also just stuff that roughly translates to colors and noises, right? Like, I think most of the Trolls movies are better than they should be because fundamentally they are a color and noise movie. It's just like, put something up there, entertain them. The fact that it's like, Anna Kendrick and Justin Timberlake is purely for the adults in the room. Like, yeah. kids don't care about that, right? But that's the thing. It's like, now kids' movies do get Justin Timberlake and Anna Kendrick. Sure. Because they make a lot of money. Right. Yeah. Kid, Kids' ticket costs, what, like a few bucks less? It's still the same amount right. of money, roughly. That's true. <laughs> yeah.
0: If anything, more. The theaters are making more because you gotta feed those grubby little kids. I
1: mean, as a parent, too, you still also have to go to the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I may remember the greatest mistake I ever made as a fat kid. Uh my brother my dad was taking my brother and I to see Toy Story 2 and I really wanted popcorn but we never bought stuff at the theater and my dad said we're not going to get popcorn and so I was like fine that I'm not going if we're not going to get popcorn and I didn't go to see Toy Story. 2. <laughs> He's like good more money in my pocket. Yeah, he ass. just he was just he did not play that game. And first of all, good on him cuz goddamn I was being annoyed. Like, 100% <laughs> not the hero of that story. Annoying child. And my dad was just like, fine, man. You want to <laughs> yeah. play that
0: game? Have Stay fun home.
1: at home. Yeah. And he went and saw Toy Story 2. Never followed up on that. I assumed they enjoyed it. but yeah. It's a great movie. I'm sure they really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I saw it many, many years later.
0: <laughs> All right. So they're in the house. They're exploring. This is about the time when Kat is... Fluffing her pillow, that's actually Casper, which I hated. So that
1: fucking weird. Hated I that. don't like their his like touch and go. Yeah, permanent his, or like physicality. Like, yeah, his ability a, to be corporeal is weird. Right, he's either ethereal or corporeal, like depending on his mood.
0: Yeah, don't like that.
1: I don't. Yeah, and care then later for it Later, when
0: she like reaches her hand out, it just goes right through him, and I'm like, you'd think that would be the moment that he'd make it so that their hands could touch. I don't know. I also didn't like that when he's introducing himself, he's very clearly and audibly trying to muster up, like, how is how is he going to introduce himself? So he keeps saying, like, I and he's like talking out loud and she's completely not noticing it and like not hearing it at all. And I'm like, but you're moving into a haunted house. Of course, you'd be spooked and you would absolutely hear it and you would absolutely turn around and there would be Casper
1: yeah just something something a little bit more than what we got because yeah. it was just so like oh total zero awareness no peripheral vision yeah it's day zero in a haunted house yeah and you're don't have your head on a swivel even if yeah. you don't
0: believe in ghosts it's still creepy it's so spooky yeah, yeah. yeah. it's
1: spooky and you're a teenager like you should be a little bit worried i guess presumably she's been in a lot of scary houses yeah i guess that's probably true yeah So we get her freaking out at Casper. She passes out. Then Casper soaks up some water and then wrings himself out like a towel. And I wanted to turn the movie off. Yeah. Little weird, weird thing. Though that move, the faucet going from brown to clear water is like a a sense memory. I was like, oh, wow. I just remember that scene very vividly. (laughs) But it was strange to me. Um, Oh, also, just as we're talking about the house, this house is fucking dope clean yeah. it up like clean it out I, I I appreciate that it's like a Tim Burton-esque nightmare but like get it nice and clean and I would actually kind of love to live there yeah of <laughs> it, course I I kept thinking well it's like well they're trying to make a Tim Burton movie here it's basically just Beetlejuice but like with extra steps like it even takes the place beginning, in New England and <laughs> even
0: the beginning scene when they're driving into Maine and you get like the picturesque fall leaves it looked I swear to God, they filmed that in the same exact spot that they filmed the beginning of Beetlejuice. Like, I would put money on it. It was a, even a little church in the back. Like, it just looked identical. Is
1: there a murderous dog? Probably. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. There's no,
0: there's no way to tell.
1: Yeah. In the background of every scene, you can actually see it. But yeah. the ha- So, yeah. Casper scares her. She passes out. He wakes her up. She is scared again. Mm-hmm. So he goes, oh, and then her dad bursts in, right? And he hides in the closet. Yep. Uh, and then she's like, yo, there was a ghost here. Like, and he's like, clearly very patronized. Like, he goes from the guy who believes in ghosts to now he doesn't believe his daughter when she says she saw a ghost.
0: Fucking I'm like, gaslighting what is your character, the character, man? Yeah. It's very clear to me that he's just full of shit in his career. And he's just he's just using people to get money. And he doesn't actually believe in ghosts. And then when he sees one, he's like, oh,
1: fuck, they're actually real. What should have been his arc? That should have been interesting. Like, that would have been interesting if, like, she's realizing that, oh, you didn't believe in this and you're a bad guy. And his whole thing is like, well, maybe I should actually try and be this thing that I've claimed to be for so long. Like, I've been stealing money from old ladies for all this time. Exactly. Yeah.
0: They could have just played into it and it would have been better.
1: It could have been but no, they didn't they didn't I'm so um, sorry and then the dad encounters the three bad ghosts mm-hmm. well yeah casper tries to scare them away or not scare them away but he's like oh let's eat dinner outside and the three bad ghosts like see through him instantly go into the house and discover the dad there uh and then there's sort of a uh Solid, good old timey slapstick comedy routine where they spook him a whole bunch, and he's got a bucket on his foot at one point in time. That doesn't make a ton of sense. I just hate the design of the ghosts in this movie. Yeah, like I don't. I understand that they're limited by 1995 CGI, but then they abandon like the ghost look later. But yeah, I just like don't like the ghost character design. I don't understand why they're all like old timey goons. And Casper, like, speaks eloquently, like, what, why are they haunting this house? Like, I don't get it. Well, presumably all of them lived here. But Casper, it makes sense. Like, there's a storyline for right. him. Why the three of them lived it, if they're his uncles, is what he says at one point in time. Right. So were they alive throughout Casper's life? Did they all die at the same time? Were they Did they become ghosts before or after him? None of that is answered in this movie. They are just also here and related to him. So presumably, they all took up residence here sometime after they died.
0: And the uncles all shared a room. Because later sure. in time, they're walking around through the house and they find... She or when she's exploring the house for the first time, Cat explores and she finds a room that has three beds and they all they're all in the same room and they all have tiny ass beds and they all have their names on their beds and I feel like that seems very bizarre.
1: Like, what are you at right, children's so,
0: hospital? Why is that like? Why do you need to label the beds?
1: Yeah, and it seems as though they died as adults. Like, yeah. that's yes. their personality is of adults. So the three of them all died as adults, but they did share a bedroom at one point in time. At least. It's all very confusing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't really get it.
1: It's okay. Next we go to school to set up the oh, least consequential Yeah, the thinnest characters ever. So
0: Yeah, like why even introduce any of them?
1: I, I, the whole I movie would
0: have been fine. This without whole arc
1: it. where she meets like the popular boy and popular girl at school. The popular yeah, boy A- Amber has so much instant animosity yeah. for no reason, yep. just just an angry child, <laughs> and coerces her boyfriend, which is the popular boy, to trick Kat like at this dance that we get no lead into. Literally, fucking literally, the dance gets canceled. Amber's like, "Let's have it at my new boathouse." These are
0: like young teenagers, like maybe maybe not even teenagers, right? 12, like twelve years old, and she's just like. Oh yeah, let me just like have a party at my house, even though I haven't asked my parents' permission. That just blows
1: my mind. Which wouldn't happen, but sounds pretty rad. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, and then and but then, everybody finds out that she lives in in this spooky mansion. That cat lives in the spooky mansion, so they're like, "Let's have it there." And the fucking teacher is like, "Yes,
0: yeah, let's." Cat doesn't say Force. a word the whole time being like, oh yeah, let me check with my dad, or like, oh, I don't really think we're up to hosting folks because we're living in a haunted mansion that we don't even own, and right. I can't host people at it. It's just like, nothing, and they're just like, great, we're gonna have it at Cat's place.
1: Yeah, what? and the conversation never happens. Yep. She never does ask her dad, it's just presumed that he accepts. Yep. It's
0: very bizarre. It's yeah, really But weird.
1: luckily, Casper... So Casper's already earned their trust mm-hmm. and is now friends with them because he made them breakfast. And that's all. And that The breakfast scene is interesting because that's where we, like, establish sort of the relationship between Casper and these three ghosts. Yeah, he's a slave to these ghosts. He's kind of ghosts. a slave, yeah. It's Why do the ghosts need to eat? I don't like that. Yeah, I don't know what it is. But, I mean, so Casper's pursuit of friendship suggests that... You still have your earthly desires. Hmm. They may never be satisfied, but you you have them. And Casper wants to go on a date, so he has, like, carnal desires as well. These ghosts want to fuck, is what I'm saying. And if they want to fuck, they want to eat. It's so fucking weird that the central plot of this movie is the ghost boy who died in the early 20th century just wants to go on a date. Yeah.
0: And he keeps saying the phrase to cat, "Can I keep you?"
1: Ugh, very. It's it's very Twilight vibes. To uh, me.
0: yeah, yeah. I really hated it.
1: Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> in, in a different timeline, this movie is YA, and it's totally different. <laughs> it's like one step away from it here. It's not totally different. It's it'll be weirder though. Well, I think Casper would be broodier. And Cat would be pursuing him more. Yeah. 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 Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, but while she's at school, Bill Pullman <laughs> is cleaning up the house, and we get his backstory. Like his wife is dead, and yeah. like he's clearly into this shit to like hopefully get in touch with her. And the ghost gag him good by oh. playing like uh, his wife is coming, crossing back over to speak to him, and then it's just fatso.
0: It's just Fatso.
1: In a red dress. With a
0: bunch of very... His boobs are so jiggly and wiggly, and I hated it. I hated it more than anything else in this movie. Oh, best
1: part of the whole movie. You kidding me? Yeah. Those bazookas. (laughs) Yeah. Fatso's a YouTube 10. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. God damn it. Uh, Fatso has an
1: OnlyFans. That was all I'm saying.
0: (laughs) Someone out there is absolutely into Fatso and boobs.
1: Rule 34, baby. It's out there. It exists 100%. Yeah. So we get that. And I mean, like, again, another plot point that if explored more with more nuance could actually have his character develop a bit. But it's just like, nah, she's dead. So I got really into ghosts and you can't shoot her picture frame. And yeah, we'll revisit this at the end of the movie because that's all we got. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of his his arc. Uh, for this portion of the movie. And then, meanwhile, Cat never returns to school. No. It, yeah. It never literally, again. the next payoff we get of the school is the actual dance. Yeah, yeah. Cat never returns to school. So now it's Casper's turn to have a story, which is that Cat finds out that he has no memory of his life. Uh, they go up to an attic and see a bunch of shit from Casper's life, and they see his old playroom as well. And Casper gets his memories back only to realize that he died of pneumonia, uh, which is pretty fucking dark. <laughs> it's yeah. real, like his telling of that story is like pretty grim. It's yeah, like, yeah. I'm also it's,
0: curious. So what did he he didn't remember his mom or dad, correct? Before this? He
1: did it prior to that. Yeah. Uh, and when he died of pneumonia, he came back as a ghost because he didn't want to see his dad sad. But inadvertently, his dad kind of went insane because of that and tried to bring back the dead.
0: Why would you... Okay, okay, listen, ready? Okay, so I'm dying of pneumonia, and I'm thinking, oh, Matt's going to be really sad without me. I should come back as a ghost and not really exist and watch him be sad, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like... it's some
1: pretty lame shit unfinished business, yeah. I'm just saying.
0: My unfinished business is I need to watch my husband writhe in pain for the rest of his life until he dies, and then I'll I can go. But I need to watch him be unhappy for the next thirty years. The
1: real dark. well, that's the thing. You can't go though because you wouldn't even remember that that's why you were back. Right.
0: Yeah. How does the unfinished? Because
1: being a ghost, so- I think being a ghost is specifically supposed to be like kind of torturous. Yeah, it's because you have unfinished business. But you can't resolve it.
0: So he doesn't remember anything from his life. So who does he think these three ghosts that he lives with and is a slave to are?
1: I assume he, through context clues he thinks that they're his uncles. Because he does say that he, they're his uncles. At and some he point like, time. again, like he can have memories resurface. Like once he finds his room, he remembers his past. Yeah. The whole rule set just gets fucking wacky, though, because he- Kerrigan comes back as a ghost later, and she seemingly just remembers everything. Yeah, yeah. No, and then but- how does
0: he not, how, how does he find a room in a house where he can go into walls?
1: Uh, that, yeah, again.
0: He's been living there for a hundred years and he's never stumbled into his playroom.
1: No, dude, I know that. They play the house like the back of my head. Yeah, they play fast and loose with everything because the dad also dies. Spoiler alert! And comes back as a ghost and he remembers who Cat is and then like he doesn't
0: remember who Cat is originally. No, he
1: like comes in and says like something about Cat and then forgets and then remembers. No, no, no. He says, "Honey, I'm home," but he doesn't actually say Cat's name. Yeah.
0: So, Kerrigan's the only one that when she dies, she just has all of her memories from her life.
1: My theory for this movie is this is where the actual, like, they do the intro and then they had Casper remembering and all his plot. And they're like, okay, this is a 40 minute movie. You need to make it at least an hour and a half. And that's where they add the school stuff and, like, all the stuff with the uncle. And this seemingly
0: endless scene where. Casper remembers the secret room to get to his dad's lab, and and Cat has to go through. It, it felt like the scene was never going to end. The series of like her teeth getting brushed, her hair, like What the f- like? I can't believe they did that scene, and then they did it again. They had to set Kerrigan. up that he
1: was a eccentric inventor.
0: Oh my god! Twice. Did they have to do it twice.
1: Yeah just it's to be safe
0: painful it's also painful to watch the adults and i know it's supposed to be humorous but it was just like cat's just like oh there's blades i'm going to back up and meanwhile these adults just get their clothes shredded
1: yeah well dibs has some sort of disorder yeah <laughs> clearly <laughs> A sort of tolerance for pain that's kind of interesting.
0: I'm also worried. So you know how we were talking about Kat's dad being a bad dad. I'm concerned that Casper's dad was also a bad dad. If he's not even able to get himself up, brush his teeth, and get dressed in the morning, that's bad.
1: No, he's like so set on his new life goal of resurrecting the dead. So
0: this happened after Casper died?
1: I believe so. so. It all leads to his secret lab. Yeah, which reveals two things, that he has a machine, he succeeded in his machine of raising the dead, which makes no sense why he would go to an insane asylum. Well, because the ghost needs to be in the pod, but I don't understand how if he lived in the house the whole time, Casper wouldn't find his dad and connect the dots and have this revelation. Right. It makes Uh sense. and there's some evidence that the machine has been used before. Yeah, which I think only- is the more interesting storyline. Yeah, yeah, there's only one thing of goo left, but there's multiple vials of whatever it is. Right. Yeah,
0: so who the fuck was he testing this
1: on? The un- I, I don't know. Yeah, he didn't use it on the uncles. None of them are alive. Yeah. It's so interesting. Who the fuck was this used on? And for <laughs> whatever reason, Holy. the treasure is in this room as well. Yeah. The vault that has treasure in it is also in this room.
0: I don't even remember what happens next. Oh, Casper's dies. Re- like
1: Casper's like half Casper's like, like, like resmi. Yeah, he's, he's like, like bring me back bro. because then yeah. we could bone. He's like yeah. so ready for it. And then, for whatever reason, um, in like all of the smoke and steam of this machine working, they can't get into the safe. So then. Kerrigan has the brilliant idea to steal the essence and then become dead because the rules of being the ghost in this world are so fast and loose that then she could go into the safe, take stuff out as a ghost, but the stuff would not be ghost in the safe. I don't understand.
0: I also don't understand how she got the stuff out of the safe because didn't she just like appear through the safe and then she pulled it out? But it's like the.
1: I get as a ghost, you can move through it, but why can the stuff move through it? And the thing is, if you end your turn within a solid object, you're gonna take 1d10 of force damage. So, like, how do you even get into the safe in the first place?
0: And then how does... So we've got... It's just... None of it makes sense. There's right.
1: Obviously. Well, I think the supposition is that she opened the safe from the inside, but that's not how safes that's were. Not how they were. Like, yeah. Safes don't have an opening from the inside because nobody should be in there. I mean, obviously not a safe in the twentieth like early 20th yeah. century either.
0: And the fact that Kerrigan died so that she could become a ghost and get this stuff, like whatever's in the safe, like she, I know she can bring herself back to life, but it's like, okay, so does that mean that any person when they die, let's say I'm a burglar, and when I die my quote-unquote unfinished business is just that I wanted to burgle more houses, yeah, so the I last, just get to come back. The last great
1: deal. That's like, like it? Well, she I just have to
0: want something in my life, and yeah. then I come back as a ghost?
1: She doesn't want to die. She tries to kill Dibs, right? That's his name? Yeah.
0: So that he could get it.
1: That So that he could get it for her. Which yeah, that's is a presuming a myth. lot that this motherfucker would be... She was... I 100 percent think there's another universe in which she kills that man and he does not come back yeah obviously and and she's just like oh i guess i'm a murderer (laughs) now yep um so then yeah so then she dies falling off the cliff
0: that's a brutal death
1: pretty brutal and she comes back as like this is where i think like it's not a kids movie because there are some scenes that are scary like she like looms over the cliff and dibs looks like absolutely petrified yeah which is pays off because her ghost character looks like has it. color for some reason. Yeah, why? None of the other ghosts do, but she does. Why? She's got
0: lipstick on. Like, what I the fuck? It.
1: I hate it. We g- get
0: it. She's a girl.
1: Yeah, she has secondary sexual characteristics. She has breasts. What ghosts are asexual? What's going on here? But like,
0: she looks like a sim. That's what are I. Are
1: they like, coming back? Like, do you lose your earthly form over time? Yeah, like, I mean, like Casper, Casper doesn't look like a look little like... blonde ghost. Yeah. Yeah, Casper yeah, was a super cute ghost initially, and then he's become this, this blob. Like, I get yeah. why they
0: had to make Kerrigan and her father look like themselves when they were ghosts, otherwise kids wouldn't pick up on who the fuck this was, but it was just rough.
1: Wait, why is, why is the dad out drinking for yeah. the night of the dance? Oh, the ghosts take him out drinking because he's being all emo after they pull that prank on him. So the ghosts abduct him, take him to a karaoke bar, and get him shitfaced. But you th- they try to murder him. Yeah, but they they pull out because he's too nice, and then. Despite that, he falls down a hole. I think that whole scene's funny, though. It is a good scene. But you <laughs> yeah. think the dad would at least have it somewhat together to be like, I have to chaperone this fucking dance of, like, a hundred kids in my he house. He had
0: prepared <gasps> nothing in his home for this party. Like they I don't walk think in that and man, man is empty.
1: prepared at all because he's a bad dad. He is a yeah, bad dad. Yeah, he's a bad
0: dad. He's a bad dad. He's drinking on the night of he's, his daughter's he's... dance after he... Was like apologizing to her for having to drag her from school to school to school while he's Uh fucking pretending to believe in ghosts. He's such a bad dad that
1: he gets so drunk that he falls in an open manhole and dies. That's right. Right. And like, in my AU of this, the reason he's backing out for the reason he says at the top of the movie is I'll stop after this one is because his scheme, because they made that expose about him he knows he will no longer get any more jobs. And so he's like, okay, well now I can back out of it because I can't scam people out of money anymore. That is the vastly better telling of the story, though it's never implied. But, and then, yeah. Yeah. We don't get any of that. And instead he just dies, but we don't get his fate. But we presume that he's going to come back as a ghost. Instead we get the climax of the movie, I guess, which is Ghost Kerrigan getting the treasure and yeah. then and the treasure's bullshit. It's yeah, fucking glove and ball, <laughs> and tussling with Casper, and then they trick her into like admitting that she finished her unfinished business. Yeah, and then she disappears. From Do, she kills Dibs. Is that right? She throws him out a window.
0: Does I that can't happen? even remember.
1: Yeah, I mean, Dibs gets thrown bodily out of a window by, because Dibs is like, fuck you, I've got the juice and I've got the treasure, I'm out of oh, here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. And then, yeah, she gets duped into presuming her unfinished business is done so then she can't get resurrected, apparently. And then... No, she, she passes on. Right. It's not just can't get resurrected, they actually kind of kill this woman. Right, no, like the conceit is that if you're no longer a ghost, you cannot be resurrected. Like your ghost essence needs to be in the machine. Yeah, you need your ectoplasmic goo. Right, so they they trick her, and now Casper's like, "Fucking finally, I get to come back." But then then the dad the dad strolls in, right, and he's a ghost now, and he is he still
0: drunk? Do you think?
1: Yes, they kind of play it off like it seems like he's still drunk. Well, yeah. Would you be stuck being drunk drunk for all of eternity
0: if you died drunk? That might
1: be it. Yeah, maybe you're just drunk forever. Sounds like my nightmare. Yeah. Is this when the mom comes back? No, right? No, no, no. Casper!
0: He basically sacrifices the goo thing. To the dad to be like, no, you need your dad. Oh, like, right. So I'll be the good guy here. So the dad becomes the dad again, which is great. And then that's when the mom comes back as an angel.
1: Presumably? Right, because Casper- Well, so the party is kicking off. Yeah. And then Casper's upstairs moping because he's not a real boy. And Cat's downstairs moping because her date is not there. Yeah, he's wait. We also
0: out. forgot to mention that sometime within that time period before all the ghost shit goes down, literally this, the whole class shows up to this house and there is, yeah, nothing, not in food of there is nothing
1: Yeah, I'm not insignificant number kids. There is nothing prepared in There is a sound house. system apparently. They, so exactly.
0: No. They walk in and they, literally the whole foyer area is empty. And then suddenly after the ghost thing, there are decorations up, music is playing, there's food. I was like, where the fuck was this?
1: Yeah. And yeah. then we get the payoff with the bullies that they get spooked. By yeah, one of the by the ghosts. actual ghost. I forget which one.
0: For sure, it's all three of them.
1: I I think it's the three. Yeah, okay, the, the and then that's it with that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then yeah, we get cat being super emo and Casper being super emo. So we get so apparently angels are back to your human form. Sure. Yeah, your whole body's in heaven waiting for <laughs> you. So okay, Obviously. so then she comes back and is like, "That's a very nice thing you did, Casper, but you still have a bedtime. So sorry, can't give you two extra hours." total cock block come on come on amelia and get it together fucking seventh grade dance goes till 10 p.m anyway yep i found that a lot of things ended at like like a prompt 8 30 a noob. yeah it was like early it yeah. was early yeah 10 ten's 10's pretty late i guess
0: all right and then casper that. becomes a person he comes, no, he's, he's like a like ghost
1: in a shell of a, of a person because they float on the dance yeah, floor. Yeah,
0: but then he wa- so 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 he walks. He's in. Danny
1: Phantoming, yeah, right there because he, he walks, can still fly.
0: He walks in and he sees Cat and he obviously knows Cat, but Cat doesn't know that it's Casper and he just like walks up to her. They don't really say anything and then they just start dancing. So I'm like, she's dancing with someone that she has no fucking clue who this kid well, is, and she's like, she's only invited her class. Would you not right. find that But weird? she only went
1: to school one day, so... Yeah, so like, she just th- doesn't recognize I, him, I kind of there's no get way that where could. it's like, okay, the one night... Like, someone's doing a nice gesture. Yeah. And then, oh, fuck, I'm floating six feet off the dance floor and everyone's staring. This is probably Casper, huh? No, when Casper says his super, super creepy line of, can I keep you? And that's like, when she's like, oh, Catherine? it's Casper. Yeah, if a ghost asks you if he can keep you, he's going to kill you. Yeah,
0: Absolutely so bizarre so bizarre. like why is
1: there a romance element in it
0: and then they kiss yeah what the fuck she's like 12 years old this is so unnecessary and it makes it it ruins the whole relationship that they had had at the beginning because like casper's a friendly ghost he's just lonely he wants friends and then you had to make it sexual they're fucking 10 years old you had to make it sexual
1: obviously and the dad is watching over all this and then he gets visited by an angel yeah, and keeps his calm. And then,
0: and then this is, and then this is the thing that really gets me is that she, he's like, "Oh, I feel like I'm like being a bad dad," and she's like, "No, you're doing great, honey." And it's like, "No, he's not."
1: Yeah. What kind of angel are you? It gives no fucking. The angel gives no good advice. She's like, they're like joking. He's like, "Yeah, no t-shirts under bras, right?" Or fucking bathing, bathing suits, yeah. suits or something. And then they're like, "Ha ha, you're ready to be a single parent." And then she yeah. returns. It's
0: like bad. Mm-hmm. Terrible. The only
1: good part about the whole angel thing is that it turns out the uncles like went and found her because I think they give like a throwaway line that's like, oh, one of your friends came and told Oh, you yeah. You she says help. somebody came. So the uncles actually did do one good thing. Right. And that's the only yeah. good part of that whole weird 17 fucking movies in one. This yep. movie. And then we get a musical number at the end. I was going to
0: say, and then you get the Casper music outro that we, and it came on and we looked at each other and we were like, oh my God, turn it off. It was bad.
1: Yeah. It's pretty awful.
0: Overall, pretty bad movie.
1: Did we miss anything? Probably. Uh, Oh, and then they end with a rock and roll sequence. Yeah. Where they they play some music. and Oh yeah. The the ghosts play the music. yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Um
0: typical kids movie ending, I feel like, for, oh, for the nineties. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. Yes. So I had a quick question for you guys. Yeah. This is a a little sequence. Um our our heartthrob version of Casper, human Casper, do you know who he is? No. Okay. It's Devin Sawa. Uh, which I feel like the name might be familiar to you guys. Nope. He was a, he was in a bunch of movies. I think he was just like that kid that girls had a crush on. Is the kid in Hocus Pocus with the floppy shirt? He might be. He might be. Where, where are you in, Devin Sawa? Let me double check. I don't think he's in Hocus Pocus. Bummer. No, he's not. He's not. However, he is in Final Destination. And I wanted to see if you guys could guess how casper the friendly ghost dies in final destination it's the first final destination <laughs> the first final destination so it's not the roller coaster because that's like the final destination the roller coaster that i always remember yeah.
0: well don't i feel old he's 42 years old
1: <laughs> yeah yeah um i'm well, going he was a say... teenage heartthrob in the 90s I know, and I'm it's just... been 30 years since then just he gets decapitated somehow Okay, decapitated. Matt's money is on decapitated. Colleen, I
0: don't. I've never seen a di- Final Destination movie. It's
1: a, like everybody dies. That's all you. They need to all know. die, and it's like you would look at that plant pot and be like, "It'd be a shame if that fell on your head." And then you would move away, and then it would fall on your head. And then the door would explode open, and the lock would have shot through your eye. It's like always like a misdirection. Now, I'll give you a clue. The misdirections are more late series stuff. Okay, Okay. all right. In Final Destination, people often die in the way that you expect them to die. Or, like, they show it.
0: I don't know. It's an impalement of some sort.
1: Ooh. impalement. Good guess. Good guess. So he actually has a faint death and then an actual death later, Uh, Casper the Friendly Ghost. First, he seemingly dies of electrocution. He grabs some live wires attempting to get a girl outside of a car. However, it turns out he did survive that. Casper is one of the, uh, final three survivors in Final Destination. And if you remember that movie, they end up in Paris and he's one of the people who gets killed by the final thing, the sign swinging into them, killing them in Paris when all three of them die right before the credits. They get decapitated? Uh, I, I don't think it's a. A decapitation. It's like a blunt uh, force thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah, I'm looking at his uh his movies. He's a Canadian actor, of course.
1: Oh Little Giants.
0: Yeah, he was in Little Giants now and then. Haven't seen that one in a long ass time.
1: And if you liked this movie that we just watched. I thought it had its moments. It had its moments. Okay. The comedy is like kind of funny. It's... There are so, compared to a lot of 90s movies, there are less fart and bodily humor jokes. There still there's, are plenty. some. There still are some. True. But there's less. And I thought like the dark comedy of it all was pretty funny. And like, I think it's pretty fucked up how Casper dies and they just describe it in the movie. And I'm like, this is kind of like they almost deliver on the concept that. Yes, these are all ghosts and therefore they had to die at some point in time. Yeah. And like that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that was surprising about this movie is like the effects are not that distracting. Like I mean Casper and the ghosts don't look incredible, but it's like it's not watchable. terrible,
0: especially with Christina Ricci being so young. I think she did a fairly good job of
1: interacting interacting with something, with something
0: that's not there
1: i thought that was going to be way more distracting yeah but instead what ended up being horribly distracting was the construction of the movie and it being effectively incoherent in my opinion so that was way more annoying like i think right. of the movie were like an episode of a tv show where it just revolves around them moving in them unveiling casper's past and then trying to bring him back to life would have been fine. Yep. But instead it's like 14 other plot lines on top of that that I'm like, I don't have the patience for this. That's fair. And, well, I mean, that's reasonable. I
0: feel like out of all of the things that we've revisited thus far, this might have been the most disjointed when it comes to like a kid's movie. Yeah, I mean, seen. it's
1: fine. I. It's like very 90s. Like everything about it feels very 90s. Like, again, I, Anoop is like correct that most of the humor lands, I think. Yeah. But and it's not horribly acted. Like it gets like good p- good players in the movie. But yeah, yeah it's like, just, like if
0: my kid wanted to watch this, I would I would be like, yeah.
1: I don't know if I would because I do not think it's a kids movie.
0: I think it's a kids movie for sure.
1: There's like a surprising amount of cursing.
0: If my kid was like somewhere between. If my kid was like, all right, I'm, we're going to watch Barney or we're going to watch Casper, I'd be like, fuck yeah, throw on that okay, Casper. Okay, if your
1: kid is still watching Barney, they're absolutely not mature enough to watch this movie. I think they might be. I I, I watch this at a relatively young age and I don't think a lot of it sinks in. Yeah. If if you don't. I think, I think you're just watching for like the slapstick comedy yeah, of it all. You're just waiting just, for the ghost to do something But I something think there's stupid. just like some actually like pretty scary points, which I guess lots of kids movies have things that are like actually very scary. Like, Disney okay, is pretty... Okay, like,
0: I just rewatched Fox and the Hound, not necessarily... I guess there's definitely some scary parts, but also it's, like, really fucking sad. Yeah. And, like, I definitely watched that when I was little, so if I could watch that, I could watch Casper.
1: I think there's a difference between, like, emotionally devastating, though, and scary. Like, I don't think is kids there? handle scary very well. I don't
0: think Casper is scary. What's no, I scary I think there part? are, like,
1: elements of it that there are scary. Like, the uncles have some scary elements, Kerrigan, when she comes back as a ghost, like, it's not overtly like horror, but they are like leaning into it being a ghost story at times. I'm like
0: eh. I mean it's a ghost story.
1: I I understand, but the whole point is it's Casper the friendly ghost, and then they add four evil ghosts to the equation.
0: I think that's not a evil.
1: pretty good ratio. They're not evil. I think like, the, only the uncles that's evil is, are evil. Is
0: Kerrigan. not, yeah, the Kerrigan's
1: uncles- an evil person. The uncles are just assholes. The uncles
0: are just like yeah, yeah, they're they're the fun uncles, but they're dead
1: and they turn someone's head around
0: yeah, he, he walked out of there he didn't die
1: that, that you saw maybe he collapsed he might have died yeah. I, th- I feel like that's gotta be what hospital is turning his head back around effectively Yes. yeah, yeah. how did he drive back home <laughs> he didn't he drove off that cliff as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> that'd be a good reveal uh yeah. I, I just thought it was it was more palatable than i thought it would be like it passed by relatively quickly it's it's a relatively quick movie. Doesn't really overstate welcome. Should they have cut several of the B-plots? Yes. Yes, yes. I think so. I mean... I think we could have done without actually Kerrigan in there at all. Yeah. And just trim that entirely and just, like, you can... I mean, you have to set up that, like, somebody got this house, but she doesn't have to be, like, an antagonist necessarily. I mean, the town could just be, like, we're fed up with this haunted house. We're gonna get it. Exercise, exercised. Yeah, I uh, guess so. And then, uh... if anything, I think it's better if it is actually like if you play up how shitty Bol- Bill Pullman is in the canon of the story. So you you make it so that yes, he is actually purposely scamming people, and he doesn't believe in ghosts either. And then it's a little old lady who owns this matter who like hires him after hearing the testimonial like you see the whole news report about he's how he's a total scam artist and there's that one testimonial that's good and that she hires him and he's like ready to scam this last little old lady but he doesn't think that he's gonna get another job after this which is why he promises his daughter he won't and then you have his arc make way more sense and like he becomes a good guy by the end of the movie and therefore is sort of in the eyes of the viewer worthy of reuniting with his wife and and having that sort of emotional resolution. Fair. I think that'd be a way better movie than what we were presented with. Kerrigan's just a little bit too much. I think if you just focus in in any way on Kat and her father and make that the whole movie, mm-hmm. and Casper, I guess, if he's a little less horny.
0: Also, then- do we know what happens to Casper and his uncle's
1: no, presumably they have somehow not unfinished their business. Yeah, so like what is their stuck. business?
0: If Casper's o- and that's the other thing. If Casper's only business was to come back so that his dad wouldn't be sad, and his dad's dead, why wouldn't he have di- why wouldn't he have gone away when his dad died?
1: It sort of implies that he's stuck in this inter- eternal damnation because how could he satisfy his unfinished business? Yeah, if his dad is yeah. already dead. Yeah, he, I guess he has to come to terms with the fact that his dad is dead and that it's because based on the way kerrigan dies it's more about the acknowledgement that your business is finished yeah exactly which actually makes bill Pullman's whole central thesis make a ton of sense that like you just have to talk to these people and have them come to terms with why they're around and acknowledging that their business is finished to get them to have unfinished business
0: yeah like i'm curious if there was a casper too would it be like sure all the ghosts was. in it? But, yeah, but if would it be like all the ghosts in therapy with this dude? Like, do they move into the house? Like, what's going on?
1: Isn't that the plot of Sixth Sense? Isn't that like the whole thing is like?
0: I've never seen Sixth Sense.
1: Sorry, what's the plot of Sixth Sense? It, that it's like a ghost therapist, basically. Like all these ghosts have tons of issues, and they're like, go. Oh yeah, it. kinda. Except the ghost therapist is a ghost. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's, <a> <laughs> um. that's the twist. That's the twist.
0: Well, now you ruined it for
1: me. Okay, if you didn't know the fucking twist of Sixth Sense, (laughs) literally the case example of twists. I don't know, in Signs, the aliens are allergic to water. That's not a twist. You're not going to say that that's the the case example of twists? No, no, no. no.
0: God, I hated Signs. That was such a scary movie. Swing away. So scary. A twist
1: is not a surprise. A twist is like something that you build up to. Yeah. Yeah. I think the ghost being allergic to water is twist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So compare, or I don't know if our bit holds up where we compare it to the last thing because it was so long ago. We
0: could still do it.
1: So we did Halo. I'll triple check that that's the last episode. We were going to do Red versus Blue as this episode, but it didn't really seem sense to have it as like an effective non sequitur of six months of time in between. Yeah. So compared to Halo Combat Evolved, um, which we did both the... That's
0: the old Halo, right? Yes,
1: the very first Halo, but we also played some of the remastered. How would you rate Casper? And if you go first. Hmm. I mean, just on sheer enjoyment alone, I only watched Casper once, maybe twice. And I'm pretty sure I had the VHS. And I've played probably hundreds of hours of the first Halo. Yeah, yeah. I mean I'd still play Halo now. Casper, I'm just like, oh that wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Right. Yeah. Like so just by like the conversion, not just on the non-suckiness of Casper or the like non-anything of Casper. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take point zero one for noop as well. Like Halo is like important to me as a person and who right. I am and my hobbies.
0: Well, as someone who didn't play Halo regularly and did watch casper regularly uh, not regularly. regularly i'm still once gonna once a month i'm still gonna agree <laughs> with your rating like it's... i think i would still give it point would you give it point one, point zero 0.01
1: point zero 0.01, point zero one. one.
0: Yeah. i think i'd give it like point zero five maybe because i don't really care about halo that much but like if you were to sit down any day at 365 days a year, and be like, alright, tonight's either Halo or Casper. I'm always going to pick Halo. If you're
1: in this internal damnation, <laughs> in this, if our <laughs> podcast is like, when you die, you have to do one of the two things you last did over and over, <laughs> like, before this would have been, like, Halo and the Marshall Mathers LP. and It's like, I think yeah. you'd go insane if you listened to that LP every single I would, day.
0: I would be stuck in eternal damnation but i would want to kill myself for sure so i would
1: obviously rather play halo like halo is going to be a tough one to beat in that trade-off of fate yeah yeah it's a it's a very weird game show you guys (laughs) have developed halo or casper every single day the person chooses halo for some odd reason i
0: mean obviously you'd pick i mean to be fair if you had to choose something you wouldn't even if it was a good movie you'd probably still pick a video game because it's interactive it's like apples and oranges
1: yeah both of those are still fruit (laughs) i don't fucking get the apples and oranges comparison. it's actually pretty easy to compare apples and oranges they have a lot of differences but you know they're both sweet. I I made. It, I'm pretty sure I tweeted about this once, where it's like, "Hey, can you describe an apple to me?" It's like, "Oh yeah, it's like kind of juicy, like an orange." It's like, "Oh no, you can't do that." It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's "What you are you fucking scoops. talking about?" <laughs> They're fruits. <laughs> yeah,
0: you would describe yeah. apple as juicy.
1: You good apple. I wouldn't describe
0: it as juicy. Juicy I'm is on like the
1: Honeycrisp train, maybe. I mean, Honeycrisp is
0: obviously the best apple. The but two I...
1: fruits you most willingly juice are, are apples and oranges. Nuh-uh.
0: Limes, lemons, and, a- and, and oranges. Oh, let's reach
1: into the fridge and get a glass of lemon juice. How are you going to
0: juice a fucking apple I don't know. That.
1: There's bottles of it everywhere. How are they doing it? You have to get a
0: juicer to do that. With oranges, you can literally just peel I it and squish it. juice
1: a goddamn apple at home.
0: You buy a juicer.
1: No, I bet I could do it with my bare hands.
0: Okay, but not nearly as easily as you could. There are literally things that are shaped like citrus that are for citrus. If you I put an apple and on and a oranges. citrus
1: reamer, I'm you getting juice out of it. You can
0: compare apples I mean, you oranges. can compare anything, theoretically. Also,
1: a comparison does not need to be an equivalent. Yes. I could say, oh, apples are crunchy, oranges are not. That's
0: why I just And that said, is a
1: comparison between apples and that's oranges. That's why I just
0: said, theoretically, you can. But what I'm saying is that obviously out of apples and oranges- The juicier one is the orange. I'm just
1: saying. (laughs) I I don't know if that's true, though. If if someone had never had an apple and you're like, oh, it's juicy. And they said like an orange. I could be like, yeah, like another fucking fruit. Because
0: when you bite into an apple, it does not drip all over you. Occasionally you might get like one drop. But if you bite into an orange, it will literally drip down your face. That's juicy.
1: But peaches also do that.
0: All right, so what do you think WAP is talking about? How wet you think she's talking? You think she's talking apple, or you think she's talking orange? Because she's absolutely talking orange.
1: Hope she's talking like yeah, like grapefruit, citrus fruit.
0: Yeah, exactly. Which means that it's juicier than an apple, and you're admitting it.
1: But like a banana is not juicy. Do you well, want
0: a pussy that's as wet as an apple, or do you? want I'm just it saying as an apple an is a
1: juicy fruit. <laughs> you're in. I, th- all
0: fruit would be I juicy. think yeah, bananas well, are not. P- p- wait, wait, bananas. sorry.
1: Matt, let's answer Colleen's question. <laughs> now, if you're if you're asking me, I think you want your pussy to be as wet as an orange. Not necessarily because it's like the amount. Do I get to choose but I choose watermelon? And or I feel like an orange is more like you could have at any time of year, whereas apples apple juice feels very fall yeah, oriented to me. As a child No. No, that's orange we, juice is just a part of about. Ba- look, a wet apple pussy and Orange juice is a pal, a part of a balanced breakfast. That's all I'm saying. You guys are goddamn insane. And it, how much apple juice did you drink <laughs> as a child? Boatloads. Yeah. I don't think I had very much apple juice as a child. I mean, I, I don't did. Orange want juice to deal is the standard. With your, I don't want to unpack your horrible childhood. I did like at juice. home drinking water, not at Toy Story 2, as opposed to drinking apple juice at the movie theater with your dad who loves you. Don't care. Out of the conversation, (laughs) Anoop. The two juices you got in your fridge are apple juice and orange juice.
0: Yeah. I didn't like orange juice, so. Oh my god.
1: Therefore, apples are juicy.
0: No. You can (laughs) juice a carrot. Is it juicy? I feel like the.
1: You know the SpongeBob meme where it's like the driver's license (laughs) and it's Patrick and you're going through all the equivalences and then they're like. So apples are juicy, yeah? And they're like, no. That's (laughs) what I feel like. So apples, it would take roughly three to six apples to make an eight ounce glass of cider. And it'll take roughly three medium size oranges to make one cup of juice. So they're pretty comparably juicy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. The science is out.
0: How, How many carrots would it take to juice, if you juice carrots, to make an eight ounce glass of carrot juice?
1: Like a oh, fuck ton of carrots. Carrots do not make a ton of juice. I don't think juice. carrots are juicy.
0: They're. I'm just. Yeah, I okay. don't either. I'm just curious.
1: Well, I'm not. The saying I mean the isn't fact. apples and carrots. It would make more sense if we're an apple and carrots. It's a fruit and a vegetable.
0: Can you juice a banana?
1: Not well. I don't think you can. <laughs> uh, oh five carrots fuck yeah right. and
0: you're trying to tell me and you, oh this is why i had you look it up because you're trying to tell me that apples are as juicy as oranges because you could take roughly the same amount of apples and oranges but you could take almost the same amount of carrots and carrots are the least juicy
1: well uh, i'm sorry so colleen dry
0: when i eat carrots what
1: we've just proven carrots are as juicy as oranges <laughs> if anything you're going the wrong direction because now yeah. you would be like oh it's like carrots and oranges what do you mean they're exactly the same <laughs> They're orange. They're, they're juicy. juicy. <laughs> <laughs> you just built the fucking walls around yourself. Built I'm just your own saying, prison. You
0: wouldn't call a carrot juicy, even though you can juice roughly the same amount. That's not the test of juiciness. Apples are still way juicier than carrots, though. But oranges are objectively way juicier than than apples.
1: Okay, I'm just saying it's a bad fucking phrase. It's a
0: bad phrase. You brought it up.
1: I'm just saying that oranges, apples, and carrots are all exactly as juicy as each other. So Halo, Casper, the Marshall Mathers LP. Who cares? They're all juicy. All equally juicy. (laughs) Do we have anything else? No. I don't think so. We ended the movie. We ranked it.
0: We need to do Punch Squad. It's
1: good to be back. There's no animals. What are we going to punch? The ghosts? No, no, there's no animals in this movie. Punch Squad is solely about animal abuse i
0: mean you know that that murderous dog was somewhere in the background but we didn't see it so
1: yeah that's elsewhere that's a different it's for the entire universe for the eagle-eyed viewer yeah
0: um well this is
1: definitely a different universe than beetlejuice because they can go outside they don't instantly enter that hell dimension when they go outside. true true yeah well if we don't have anything else i think we should wrap it up
0: put a little bow on it
1: put a little bow on it Thanks for listening to Everything You Remember Sucks. We talked a lot about death this week. Next week, we'll talk about life. See you then.